Any views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please consult your trusted healthcare practitioner for medical advice. Welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health Podcast. I'm Shauna Schaefer, and I'm here with women's health nurse practitioner, Lindsay Van Schoik. Last week, we dove into Lindsay's past and how she got to where she was before and her eating disorder to now owning two CrossFit gyms and running as the CEO of Rejuvenating Health. Um, if you didn't listen to that, please go back because I think that it gives a true uh, great insight to the program and why it started and just what we do and why we do what we do inside of Rejuvenating. Yeah. So today I get to interview Shauna. We're going to switch it up. Fun, fun. Yeah. Um, so we're in this series now where we're interviewing all of our health coaches on our team just so you can get a sense of who we are, but then also hopefully you can find a story that you relate to um, and that really hits with you and resonates with you. And just so you know that you're not alone on your health journey. So Shauna, we've learned a lot about me and my family and all that good stuff. Tell us about you. Well, my name is Shauna, obviously, as you guys know, and I'm going to be 37 this year. Um, and I feel like this is just the perfect time to talk about it. Um, this past year was, I'd say, the biggest eye-opening year for myself just as a person and my journey and confidence, believing in myself and getting to do what I want to do and what my true passion is. Um, so I'll just start from when I was little. Um, my parents got married very young. My mom was 19 or 18. My dad was 21. My mom was going to go to nursing school and then she got pregnant with me like three months after they got married. So that was on the back burner. My mom was always, um, very thin, uh, growing up when her and my dad got married, very thin. She had me lost weight. Um, then she went on to get pregnant with my sister three years later, only lost like half the weight, got pregnant with my brother two years after that and lost none of the weight. So then growing up, um, my mom did struggle with her weight. Um, and that's something that now I'm super proud of her, but she overcame that. And so she's at a healthy weight and she's doing awesome and she looks phenomenal. But so that was a struggle, um, for her growing up and seeing that. And I do have the, my body type is quite different. I have a sister. She's taller than me. She's lean. She always was able to just be thin no matter what she ate. I'm a little more, I guess, on the curvy side is what they call it now to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> but um, so growing up, I, I was a normal, you know, weight as a kid. And um, even through, I'd say, middle school and then high school, I gained weight. Uh, I played basketball whenever I was younger. Uh, when I went to high school, I did not play a sport in high school. I went to private school um, growing up until ninth grade. We moved to a different town and I had to start a new school um, in ninth grade. Yeah. So that wasn't fun because I knew nobody. Um, yeah. we, lived in, we lived in a city previously growing up, like a more city type atmosphere. And then we moved to the country whenever I was in eighth grade. And I remember my parents laugh about it when we got out of the car for the first time. I heard sheep and I told my dad that, <laughs> that he was ruining my life. So I, 
I just, yeah. So that was that. And so I started a new high school, um, a brand new school, not knowing anybody in ninth grade. Um, I have to say I did have, I was in, I would say with more of the popular crowd in high school, same as Lindsay. And that does come with a lot of, you know, I don't want to say rules, but it comes with a lot that you have to worry about. And I was used to being all eyes on me from growing up. My dad's a pastor. I forgot to mention that. So, um, all growing up, it was just feeling like all eyes are on you. You have to be perfect. I'm the firstborn. I'm very type A. So yeah. even though my parents never put any pressure of really of anything, they were wonderful. My friends always jo- like joked whenever I was in high school, well, are you allowed to, you know, go to a movie or whatever? And I was like, yeah, like my parents go to movies. We're normal. Like just because my dad's a pastor. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not normal, but it was just um, a lot of outward pressure, you know, from just people yeah. in the church. And I don't think people realize that just the pr- pressure of trying to be perfect because everybody thinks because you're a pastor's kid, you have to be perfect. But that's not true because we're just like everybody else. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I think I started gaining weight probably around my junior, senior year. Um, and I was just, I would say like a little thicker. I don't know. I didn't feel comfortable, but a lot of my friends were thinner than me. They were cheerleaders. Um, but I was not a cheerleader. Um, and I remember one specific time I was at my friend's house and I don't think I ever really thought about my weight. I don't think I ever thought anything bad about it truthfully until the one time we were there and they were all changing. And my one friend said to me, let me, this is so random because I don't even know why she said this in ninth grade. It's like so weird looking back. Like when you grow up, then you're like, why was I friends with that person? Like, this is so weird. Like, but she said, well, let me see your stomach. And I'm like, okay. So I looked at my shirt and she's like, oh, well, you're not fat. Like your stomach is flat. And I remember thinking like, what does that even mean? Like, so they thought I was fat. Like, am I fat? Like what, you know, like, how are they looking at me now? So I think that brought on a lot of insecurities in myself. If you can recall that, like, specific memory that happened to you in ninth grade, then that was, like, a significant impact or a significant event in your life, I'll say. Yeah. No, it was so much that even when I went through the Enlifted course, my Billy story, that was the name that I used, like, of that person. Because I just remember that was, yeah, I... I remember that now looking back, I thought that is so dumb. Like I should have been like, really like get out of here. But you know, I, that caused me, I think to have built up insecurities. And then I went to college, um, about 45 minutes away from home, but I lived there, uh, in apartments that were affiliated with the college. Um, I did well in college. I was going for education, but then I switched to business and I did gain a significant amount of weight in college, probably Oh my gosh. I'm only five, two. And I think that I got up to like close to 200 pounds. So I got pretty big in college and I stayed that I stayed like around there and I got pregnant with Brody. I didn't gain too much weight with Brody. I think whenever I had him, I was maybe like around 210, but still I'm only five, two. So like, uh, I was, I lost a little, I should say I did lose weight before I had Brody. I'm lying. I lost weight. Um, before I got married, I got down to about 124 and that was really hard for me, even though I'm only five, two, it was hard for me to get down to 124. Um, so I did do a lot of exercising, a lot of cardio to get there, a lot of restricting my calories. Then I got pregnant with Brody gained weight. But did you gain weight in between there from 124 to getting pregnant? Um, I think when I got pregnant, I was probably around like 135. Oh, Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Then I got pregnant with Brody and I gained around 30 pounds with him. But then after I had him, I didn't really exercise or anything like that. And so the weight crept on. I got to around 210. Um, and my... <laughs> My dad, bless his heart, like, because we always joke with each other and, you know, we just laugh and bust on each other all the time. But now he had said back then, he told my mom one night, he said, Susan, if Shauna keeps gaining weight, like, we're going to have to roll her around because I'm so. <laughs> he didn't oh, tell me that. Okay. And I didn't know at the time because obviously that would hurt my feelings. And now I can laugh about it because everything's fine now but it was true because I'm so short and I really was heavy yeah. just to give you like the, the aspect yeah. of like where we were um and I was just struggled a lot with self-confidence feeling loved feeling good enough which doesn't stem from I had a wonderful childhood but I really struggled with that um I got married right out of college because that's what you're supposed to do right um, and then shortly after, uh, like I got pregnant with Brody cause also that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and my Brody's father, we aren't together anymore, but we are so good friends, but it was more of a friendship than, you know, a marriage. And so there were some struggles there with just not feeling adequate, not feeling yeah. like I was enough. So I struggled with that, which then made me, um, I went extreme. I was working out probably two, three times a day. Um, while restricting my food, I weighed everything. I would not put anything in my mouth if I didn't know the weight, if I didn't track it. Um, and again, so where did you get that idea from? Like to do that, to, to restrict or yeah. To like weigh and measure everything. Did someone put you on a diet? I did get a, like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I got coach. I had coaches, online coaches okay. and then we did macros. Yes. Yeah, so I've been down that road quite a few times. I probably have maybe three or four in the past. Um, and so I worked out locally and yeah, so I got down really low and it's just unmaintainable for my body. Like I said, I have a really hard time even getting below 130. Um, and so I did that and I remember specifically, like I was, <laughs> I was restricting so much that one time we are, I'm a director of a learning center, um, as well. And I hid in a bathroom. We brought donuts for um, one of the events and I hid in a bathroom stall and I ate like eight donuts at one time because I was so restricted. Oh my that gosh. I, like, one of the, yeah. And I mean, how crazy now I look back to, but yeah. No, like, it's the things that we do. Yep. And I remember sitting in Walmart parking lot one time with a, um, a container of Jif peanut butter, the crunchy honey kind. And yeah. I literally got a plastic spoon and I sat in my car and I ate all that peanut butter. And then I felt, <laughs> I felt horrible in my mind. And I'm not laughing no, at it because you, no, people but, do it all the time. Like it's a yeah. real issue. Yeah. Yeah. And now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I ate all those donuts in a bathroom. So we joke about it all the time. But at the time I was restricting so much that I just binge, you know, on different yeah. things that I craved. And that was so unhealthy. And I dealt with a lot of bloat and a lot of gush, gut issues from that, obviously. And it's funny that you said, not funny, but about the diet pop and the gum, because I think sometimes when you're younger and you do these things, you don't realize that they're eating disorder tendencies. Yeah. But, um, oh, I would drink so many diet pops a day. And the gum, I... <laughs> would always eat gum into the fact where I would chew it so much that I was having like, I felt like I had trapped air inside my stomach. Yeah. And I kept telling my mom, like, do you think it's something in the gum that's making my stomach hurt? Like, do you think there's like an ingredient or a sugar that's like making me bloated? And now looking back, I think it was because I was constantly chewing so much gum to try to, you know, get rid of that hunger. hunger. 
yeah. yeah, that it was actually affecting my stomach. So it's just wild when you look back and see just because I wasn't diagnosed doesn't mean that I didn't struggle, you know, with those things. Well, I, I mean, I would say that you didn't have a healthy relationship with food because you couldn't just eat one donut and be okay with no. it. No. Right. And same with a lot of things like same with, you know, pizza, if we would eat pizza, I mean, I would just always go ham. And that was my problem because I was so restrictive. Then I just would go off the deep end when it was time to have something else. Which I think we hear that all the time from ladies. They're like, I don't want to like, I'll do something. And then I just like fall off the wagon because it's so restrictive or, you know, it's not normal to also weigh and measure every single thing that you put in your body long term either. No. And that was very hard. And at the time, Brody's father, um, he's super into fitness. And so we were basically eating two different things and he would weigh and measure and I would weigh and measure and then Brody would have something. And it's just a lot. And that's not a good way to live your life and to make meals for your family. You're really not even being with your family because you're doing something totally different, you know? Yeah. Um, And then when Brody was around three, almost four, we um, separated and like I said before, we're still um, very good friends. So I'm blessed in that uh, area. But then I did lose weight and I stayed around probably like around 140, I'd say. I worked out. My brother-in-law owned a CrossFit box at the time. So I worked out there five, six days a week. And I felt like my relationship with food was was better, getting better around that time. Yeah. Um, and then I met my husband at Planet Fitness. He came up to me and gave a cheesy pickup line, which he says wasn't a pickup line, but he's told me. Oh my me God, that what I, was it? He came over and I was with my mom too. So he was so brave. And he said, I know this is going to sound like a pickup line, but it's not. But you look so familiar. Are you from around here? And I'm like, <laughs> I think I said something like, yeah, but you don't look familiar. Like, where'd you go to school? And then that became that. And so we got married. <laughs> So random. But even throughout there, I yo-yoed. I still up and down, up and down. I would say maybe every fall or winter, I would gain like 15 or so pounds. So I always just yo-yoed up and down. Um, And then I got pregnant. I was in such good shape. Oh, I was in such good shape. Like I said, my brother-in-law had the CrossFit box. They had a CrossFit competition um, the one year. And uh, it was a partner competition. A girl and I, we registered, won first place, went to the bathroom, wiped, saw a little bit of blood. And I was like, oh, here's my period because it was a couple of days late. I'm like, oh, good. We're here. I got adjusted by the chiropractor and then my nothing else. Like it was like my period went away. So I'm freaking out and I'm like, okay, Jordan, I said to my sister, message Dr. Dave, ask him if like adjustments can like mess up your period for a little bit. Like, I don't know why my period's so late. And, you know, everyone's trying to say, it's okay, Shauna. It's okay. Like it'll come. Okay. Well, it never came. And I was pregnant and didn't know it at the CrossFit competition. <laughs> and so, um, I gained probably about, I didn't gain very much with threat. I'd say probably around like 20, 25 pounds. Okay. Like, that's normal. normal right. Yeah. yeah. And, but I was scared to gain weight. I have to admit, I didn't restrict it all though. Like while I was pregnant or anything, but I know that fear was always in the back of my mind because I was trying so hard before. Um, so I got pregnant with him. And then after I had him, I got back at it and I was working out and, um, 
then, like I said, I met Lindsay and I feel like just even being a part of this company has helped me heal my relationship and being around other women who knowing that they go through struggles that we all, we all go through it, you know, and even though I might you know, I didn't have inpatient or wasn't diagnosed. I just understand the struggles that you go through in your head because I think so many women go through those. I mean, I still pick apart, you know, could I lose 10 pounds or, oh my gosh, my face looks bloated today. It's a constant struggle. And Mm -hmm. I think being a perfectionist and being type A only adds fuel to the fire of, you know, trying to always be perfect. But especially being with this company, it's been super eye-opening just learning how to feel your body right and just seeing other women and being inspired by them doing it on their health journey just makes me keep wanting to improve mine. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think you you haven't yo-yoed since we known each other, have you? No, I would say since I had Rhett, I've been pretty steady. Yeah. 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 Have you gone through periods of trying to lose weight since then? Or you've just been like, well, after him, I did lose, I wanted to lose, I'd say I probably got down to like 145 and I did want to lose, um, I wanted to get back down to like the 135, 130 range. So I did do that just by exercising and just watching my nutrition. But like now I don't, um, I don't track, I don't weigh, I don't, I just basically intuitive eat and that's been How working so well. No, and it really is. And I think that sometimes people don't realize the magnitude of when you once were so restrictive and then you realize the freedom and how much better you feel when you can finally break free from, you know, that mental block of having to be perfect and the the restricting and then the overeating. It's amazing, really. So what's like the number one thing you would tell someone? What, what would you tell yourself if you had to go back like five years ago? I think I would probably tell myself um, just in general that you are worth it and you are good enough and you don't have to, you don't have to do all these crazy things. Like you don't have to do all these crazy things to try to be perfect or to try to get the perfect body that you think will make people love you because people love you for you and you need to get healthy for you and get, you need to lose the weight for your body and for your health, not because of what you look like or not to make, you know, someone love you or someone think you're great or someone think you're cool. Um, you need to do it for you and you're just worthy of it. And you're good enough because self-confidence is a, I think a lot of what we as women struggle with and it's hard. Yeah. And I've seen you grow so much in the last year, even just like sticking up for yourself and setting boundaries and like finding your voice. It's been really like amazing to watch for sure. I guess what, if you had to, what do you do for, what is your health and what do you do for your health look like now? Because let's be real. You and I run rejuvenating. Like we are both type A and we are nonstop all day trying to make this company the best for women. And it's a lot of pressure. Like we're both under a lot of stress a lot. So what do you do now to like take care of yourself now that you're in this role? And I mean, let's be real too. Like you're not, I know for me, like it's my face of the company. So there's a lot of pressure to like look the part per se, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of pressure on us just to like live, live the life and walk the walk that we're having our clients take. So what is, what do you do to like, make sure that you're taking control of your health now? 
Um, so now I just try to make, I focus on a lot about my sleep. I try to get good sleep because that's so crucial. And I know I'm not in my twenties anymore. So what I did in my twenties to get down to where I wanted to be, I definitely can't do that now. It doesn't work. Um, and I just try to focus on healthy foods, protein, vegetables, and healthy carbs. But like I said, I don't track, I don't weigh, I don't measure. I just learn to build a healthy plate. And that's what seems to work best for me because then I can feel satisfied. I don't have to feel over full. I don't have to worry about having any gut issues. Like I just learned what works best for me. Like when I went through the testing in the program, I found out about the gluten. Like I have a little bit of an issue with gluten, which was eye-opening and made a ton of sense. Um, and so eliminating that has really helped as well, for sure. And then I still <clears throat> will ex- I exercise regularly, but The difference now is if I can't, for instance, get a workout in, I don't stress. I used to get so stressed and so crabby and I was working out like multiple times a day. I mean, why, why did I have, it's ridiculous, but I would get crabby and it would really ruin like my whole day. And now I try to just tell myself, it's okay. Like, why don't you go on a walk or go on a walk with the boys or just movement is better than nothing. And I think that that's crucial too. And just remembering. Yeah. Yeah. So what? We're going to wrap this up, but like, what's the number one thing you want our listeners to take away from just your story and, and you and your journey and all that type of stuff? I think what I would want them to take away is just believing in themselves and having the confidence in themselves to get to where they want to be in a healthy way, because it is, it is possible we're living proof of it and you don't have to be stressed and you don't have to be in constant, you know, worry about what you're eating or what you're doing or if you're doing the right thing because there's so much information out there that it's so overwhelming yeah. and just taking the right steps. Um, it's just so much more helpful. And even if you guys want, you can visit our website, any of our social medias, because we give out tips all the time. And I think that that was lacking back whenever I was trying to do it. Yeah. It was just so much information and all airshop photo or, you know, airbrush Photoshop bodies. And you think yeah. that's what you have to look like. And it's not realistic. So that's yeah. what I love about the program It's just, I would say, come in, see what we're about, because that's truly how I like to live my life and what I feel like has helped me the most. Awesome. Awesome. So Next week, we're going to bring on Coach Lacey. And Lacey, I'm really excited to bring her on because she is our like pregnancy, postpartum. She's younger, has little kids, knows what it's like to just be in that stage of life, but has really like paid attention to she's been pregnant two times on her fitness journey and she's dealt with postpartum. And so I think you younger girls that are just on your fitness journey and building a family, it will be something like really eye-opening and really insightful for you to listen to. Yeah, for sure. Even if you're pregnant now, even if you're not, you know, a young pregnant mom, just learning how to exercise when you're pregnant is so important because I think a lot of people get pregnant and then they just kind of are like, I don't feel good or I'm nervous to work out. So it'll be eye-opening, I think, for a lot of girls to see just how you can do it pregnancy and afterwards for sure. Yeah. So feel free to tune in and we hope to catch you guys there. And don't forget, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. That would be super helpful. Catch you next time. Bye.